welcome to this podcast with me, Drew, and today I have with me... Arjun. And what else can you tell us about yourself? My name's Arjun. I've been uh, Drew's, uh, well, one of Drew's best friends uh, since uh, secondary school. Now we're going to be doing a, a podcast together during uh, during lockdown. Yeah, just just to reiterate, we're not we're doing it from a safe distance, aren't we? Oh yeah, just pretend that we are. <laughs> okay, what do you currently do? Uh, so currently, I work in a um, microbiology laboratory as uh, one of the, the scientists, and we uh, are heavily involved in uh, the diagnostic side of uh, of COVID nineteen. If you had to give us like a little bit of a timeline. From when you were born to now, can you do that? Yeah, so I went to um, a local primary school, um, and then I mm. met Drew in um, name and shame. <laughs> uh, uh, then, I, then I met uh, Drew in uh, in our uh, in our local secondary school, Saw Valley College. We were in the same form, innit? We so were. We probably met on the first day of secondary school. After that, I again continued into education with Drew uh, into uh, college. At QE, and then uh, we went uh, our separate ways uh, for university. And I went to uh, to DMU to study uh, biomedical science. I uh, did a, a sandwich placement after graduation. Started working at the the hospital in the the laboratory. If I DM'd you, would she DM me? I, I don't know. <laughs> <Never mind. laughs> That's fine. Okay. What did you want to be when you were younger? So really, really young. I when I was younger, I I looked. Um, you know uh, what my my close family were doing. So really, it was more the my cousins who were in the the medical profession. A couple of them are, in, uh, are dentists. I was also looking into pharmacy, medicine. Proper Indian. And so that's what um, sort of guided me uh, when it came to selecting A levels uh, for college. I didn't have a clue, so I went with the common A levels. That most people do, which is you know biology, chemistry, uh, and, and maths. <laughs> and I, I I did do um, electronics as an AS. Did you? I did. With Mr. L- I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but obviously I dropped it um, for second year. Mm. So yeah, I went with the biochem and maths, but had no clue about what I wanted to to do uh, for the future. So when did you decide to go into biomedical? Biomedical science is used as a, a stepping stone into a lot of um, degrees, especially medicine. Mm. So because I couldn't get into to medicine, biomedical um, was my sort of, uh, sort of route, Go-to, yeah. possible route to get into uh, something like that in the, the future. Do you think that your job has been impacted by the local pandemic? Not the local, the global the pandemic. The global pandemic. So working for um, pathology means that we provide a diagnostic service and actually, the general public are now becoming a lot more aware mm. of the profession of biomedical scientists uh, working in pathology laboratories and how heavily involved they are in providing patients with um, results to ensure that we try and control this uh, the spread of uh, infection. So, in fact, in this pandemic, we're working even harder than before. Oh, are you? Well, we, we do I our guess. best. <laughs> That's fine. So when you were really little, what did you want to be? Dentist? Or like so, anything medical? So obviously you have, particularly when you're in a, within a, an Asian family, mm. you always have this pressure from parents to get family. into, to have a science background, to get into medicine, dentistry. 
And at times, you know, you feel, okay, it's, it's very easy for them to say, but actually getting into it is, is, a, is a really hard job. Yeah, especially and medicine. It's only like the creme de la creme, isn't it? Absolutely. Like, and, you know, as a, a child, um, everyone wants to become a doctor, a paramedic. Really? And, well, mostly, I'm sure, you know, you want to get into being able to help other people yeah. in some way. And I think people think, you know, medicine is that um, career, mm. but getting into yeah, it is, um, is, is just, um, it's quite difficult. They don't realise it. Well, I don't think my parents realise how difficult it is to be a doctor or a dentist or... A, you know, even, yeah. you, know, you know, pharmacy. And you have to start working hard from a very young age. And although I, I did try my best... Yeah, you know, the good during, work ethic. Yeah. yeah, you know, during secondary school... And I, you know, progressed from, um, I think I started at third or fourth set for maths. And, you know, the, by the end of um, year 10, 11, I was, in, um, <laughs> I, I was in second set. So, you know, there was good progression. Yeah. And I did my best to, to get to a point where um, I could get good GCSEs. Do you think putting kids in sets helps? Well, if you've got like-minded um, children... Mm. Or those with um, you know, similar sets of um of mm. skills and abilities. Yeah. And they can um progress in a that kind of help each other. Yeah, but I I do feel that some people you know if if you are starting from a a low set, then it is very difficult to to move up, mm-hmm. and you may if if you put into a low set at the beginning of your school life then maybe you feel Deep. down and, and you feel as if you can't progress. And it, so I think there so, needs to be more support for those who are on, you know, in lower sets mm. to be able to get, you know, to be right. motivated to um, step up. There is evidence. It's not for maths. Like GCSE maths is quite hard, but there is evidence. This works for EAL children, which is people that don't speak English. If you put them in special English classes where they just learn English with all the other people that don't know English, so they're in special English classes, they pick up less than if you just chuck them in at the deep end. You put them in normal lessons, just let them pick up their vocabulary on their own. They learn English quicker if you just put them in. So they're working at their their own pace? I don't know if it's their own pace. They're getting forced into it, aren't they? It's like they're getting forced to learn it. And when when English isn't their uh, first language? Yeah. But, But do you not think that... It sh- you know they should always have that support available to like um, special classes yeah to um to learn that to learn english yeah they i think they should know the basics or some sort of just have a dictionary or know what the basics are before they go but yeah i just thought it's interesting isn't it like if you put like-minded people together as well as motivating each other and helping each other they can also like limit each other because if there's something that i don't know you probably don't know it either someone else probably won't know it so it's like limiting isn't it whereas someone might if there is a slightly higher ability kid they might be able to help or they might see them do it and just pick it up what is one thing that no one would guess about you have you ever been on an airplane no no. Never been on an airplane. No, so do you know what? I've, I've never been abroad. Never been abroad? I've never been abroad. You've been to Ireland? No. 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 Been to Isle of Wight? I've been to Isle of Wight. That's abroad. That isn't abroad. That's not on the UK. I went on a ferry. So one thing that people probably don't know You can go on a ferry to France. Mm. Isle of Wight is abroad. 
Okay, yeah. So, Iowa. It's yeah. not the UK, it's an Ireland. So from this, you probably do then realise that my geography is really bad, and I do need to start to uh, to travel. <laughs> oh, okay. Where would you travel to if you had to go somewhere? Where so, do you want to go? So one thing that I've always wanted to do, because I haven't had, you know, the I haven't been, been abroad, and I have always focused on, um, you know, education and work, it, and particularly during this pandemic, you start to realise how many things are we're, you know, missing out on. Mm. And that you do have to, you know, try try to live your life to the Before full. Before something like this happens again. Absolutely. And so for, for me, it would be, I'm at a point where it'd be nice to be able to travel um, around the world. So where would you go? Do you know, I... I again, because I'm not very good with the photography <laughs> and stuff, I, I'd probably just pick a package... And just got like a, you know, a, travel the, the world. The whole world? The whole world. It's not a bad idea. It'll yeah. Take, it'll why take why pick one when you, can, when you can just, you know, yeah, book a month off. It'll take more than that. It'll take months. If you want to visit every continent, it'll take months. A few countries at the, at the beginning. Go all in. Visit all 115, whatever, <laughs> in one go. That'd be amazing. But no, um, particularly during, during this pandemic, you know, you do realise how much, um, how important it is, not just, mm. you know, to be with family and friends, but, you know, to be able to take care of yourself. and Make sure anything that you want to do, you can, yeah. you get it done. And if you, if, you, if you can do it, you know, just go for it. Don't live with regrets. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. No regrets. <laughs> do you remember that? We went to watch We Are The Millers. Do you remember that? When it came out. I don't remember. Do you remember how, like, every Valentine's Day we go watch a depressing movie? <laughs> I think we... Do you know the last Valentine's Day? Well, a, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, yeah. we tried to watch um, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> and it was, and it was on Valentine's. Out. and Was it booked out? Completely booked out. Yeah. And then we headed off to watch a, a movie about a, a soldier. American Sniper. Yeah. At the end, instead of feeling sort of... Um, loved we were we were quite sad weren't we and there was sort of a, there were tears as we were leaving the yeah. cinema do you remember that other time that we watched the woman in black oh i i, I do remember <laughs> what did we watch this year we well, went to watch something what have we actually done this year we went to watch something oh something depressing oh we watched buried when that came out oh <laughs> that that buried was a an amazing movie yeah. Is there anything that you're working on currently? It doesn't have to be work-related. So, one thing I am... Well, one thing I was trying to work on was my uh, general health and well-being. Mm. A couple of years back, I started to, to go to the gym. I've seen a huge improvement, particularly with the just phys physical strength and having the enough energy to get through the day, mm. which I, I think I was lacking before I started going to the gym. You were really good though, at sport and pee and stuff. It was more running that I was good at. Mm. But then I realized it's also important to be able to not just have your, you know, cardiovascular health, but you know, just having the strength as well. And then, you know, there came a point when, you know, I'd go shopping with, you know, really heavy bags. It would put a strain on my arms. And at mm. that point, I started to think, well, I need to do something to be able to, you know, just increase my, my strength. And I think, you know, going to the gym 
hasn't just improved that, but you know, also um, you know, having enough energy throughout the day and and to get other things done. Mm. So obviously, right now you can't work on that. But when it opens up, are you going to be the first one in the gym? But I'd love to, but uh, I don't see um, gyms sort of opening during this. Uh, yeah, I think they might if months. they can if they can maintain social distancing. Yeah, like every other machine, they might open. In fact, I received an email from my um, my gym mm. to continue my membership. I obviously uh, to continue paying the membership to continue it, yeah. as a you know as a way to uh, support them. I I'm glad I didn't. Now who would do that then? I don't know. Who would keep paying if they're not going? For and it's been a few months. The gyms have closed since um since March. Yeah, I remember I got the chance to renew my membership. And the day after I renewed it, they're like, gyms are closing. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily I freezed it, so it was good. What's the happiest you've ever been? Well, the, the happiest time that I um, remember was um, a but couple of years... Yeah, the, for, which was a, a couple of years ago when I graduated from my biomedical science um, degree. I was able to, you know, get my parents, my sister to uh, to join me on this you know, special occasion. I was the, the first of my family to to go to university. That's quite good. Uh, so, yeah, it was a really special moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after four years of living in the library, it, it was a good um, sort of it, end you get to a that good, chapter. Yeah, it's really rewarding, isn't it? Especially when you spend so much time at uni and, like, all the effort that you went through. And, and you know, with, with university, I it wasn't just the, the theory. I, I, got a, I got a chance to spend a year at the, the hospital I work at, work at currently for my placement, and, and that was just invaluable. The amount of experience that I gained yeah. in the laboratory and the, the skills and knowledge that I picked up allow me to do what I do today. It's what makes you good at your job. Yes, yeah. So you got that extra year head start and yeah. everyone else. In your whole life so far, have you ever had any regrets? So, again, during this uh, pandemic, I've been reflecting on the things that mm. I could have done yeah. in life. The, the biggest regret I have is sort of not going to the gym or, you know, travelling when, um, when I was younger. You know, I don't um, think you would have got the chance because you were at uni. Or do you mean like over summer holidays at uni? You know, I, I do believe, you know, I, I did have time. More where, time compared to... Where I didn't do much... And now I'm struggling to find the time. Mm. So the biggest regret is when you do have time, particularly, you know, during your late teens, uni years, you know, to do something for yourself. There's something you want to do in life. And, you know, if it means, you know, joining a gym, a bit of traveling, then that is one of my regrets. Not being able to do that um, when I was younger. Yeah, I mean, you've made a good start now. And I, I know we've tried to arrange plans to do travelling as well now. So I guess you're working on it, which is good. Yes, yeah. Uh, I think that's one bit of advice I would give to like anyone starting uni, you know, end of college sort of time. Because when you get to uni, when I was at uni, I used to think, oh, this is so much work. Like, I'm really busy, in it. Like, you're at uni. My lectures were quite heavy. Like, I had easily 20, 25 hours of lectures every week. Yes, yeah. Coursework, assignments especially during exam time it got really busy like you literally live in the library in it mm. but even now looking back there were still certain weeks like during christmas maybe or easter where it wasn't that busy in it where you can still particularly when you finish your exams and you, dmu used to finish in may time and again you then you wouldn't start until september, september yeah 
so there was you know a good couple of the months i think i could have done a lot more and now you know at work we have what 28 days of annual leave yeah so it's not much to be able to do um, what we could have done we've got time now and absolutely after this lockdown's over yes go traveling I've got a question for you. Do you think it's acceptable to, like, go travelling alone? Absolutely. I think you're travelling alone, you can meet new people and, and you will make new friends. Friends for life, yeah. Absolutely. So, at the end of it, you'll probably come out with um, a lot more experience and probably a lot more people that you didn't know before. Yeah, just life experience. It's good for life experience. Yeah. Just yeah. meeting new people. I remember the only, like, proper touristy holiday travelling thing that I've done is when I went to Australia. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you make friends for life, innit? I met someone that's a dentist but he's got loads and loads of papers that he's written he's got loads of patents and he's working on a cure for Tourette's yeah 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 you you get to meet really interesting people definitely do it again I guess sort of backpacking I don't know about backpacking you gotta have somewhere nice to stay at night in it like if you go hiking the hostels yeah, I I don't mind it. Like the YMCA's, the youth hostels were fine. Is there anything that you need advice on? Um. So one thing that I probably would need a second opinion on. Would you ever think about a um a career change? Oh yeah, I've been thinking about it loads. You know what? It's it was kind of embedded in me that once you pick your career path, you've just got to stick with it. Or like if you do a certain degree, then you have to stick in that field. But I've met loads of people that did a degree in one thing, then ended up completely different, you know, something completely unrelated. And also, people change. So at certain points in my life, I was really interested in engineering and technology and stuff like that. Now I'm really interested in teaching and meeting new people. And it sounds a bit soppy, but like, you know, helping people, seeing them progress, that sort of thing. But yeah, people change. Like at one point, I wanted to be a pilot and an astronaut when I was quite little. Yeah, yeah. It's just like phases that people go through, isn't it? You have to do what makes you happy because otherwise a job becomes really laborious. But if you're doing something that you enjoy or at least something that you're vaguely interested in, then it, it makes it easier, I guess. So I would change field. If I ever thought I'm not being challenged or if I find it boring, like I did previously where I was spending all day and all night at work yeah. just thinking about work and that. I know not everyone's in a position where they can just leave a good permanent job. I was in, luckily I was in a position where I wouldn't be in any financial difficulty or still have food and place to stay and stuff like that so I just left and I knew to be fair and did know that I was gonna have another job sorted very quickly after I left that made it a lot easier I think you should definitely leave if you're not happy because it's mostly because you know you've you've invested so much time mm. and effort into a particular degree particular field and you spend such a long time you kind of feel bad for leaving then and, and you become loyal and attached to that um, particular workplace you're already doing better than 99% of other people that are not even choosing that field. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. People that aren't even interested in it. So you're already ahead of those people who aren't even applying, who don't even know about the field that you want to go into. Do you think the same applies for relationships, where just because you've been in a relationship for so long, now I'm talking about people that might be 40 years old, 50 years old, that have maybe been married for like 20 years... Do you think if they're not happy, they should leave? 
Well, when you spend such a, a huge amount of time with one person, mm. again, you have a, a sense of attachment. But, however, if you yourself aren't feeling there isn't um, an actual relationship there anymore, there isn't um, mm. love in, in that relationship, then you only live once. And, and I, I mm. personally believe that to stay healthy and, you know, have a, a good health and well-being... Mental peace, yeah. Yeah, just go for what you feel will make you happy. And I'm guessing, you know, if you're happy, then your partner would also be happy because, you know, you're doing something that you want to do. I think you're right. If you truly love someone, set it free, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah. It free. No, but it makes sense, doesn't it? Like, if you, it's, if you like each other, then you only want the best for each other, I guess, so... It's true. I think that's why you see loads of people like, it's easy for us to say because we're not married and whatever. <laughs> I haven't really invested a lot of time yeah. in other people. But if someone is about 50, they would probably find it hard to leave. In this generation, marriage isn't everything. Mm. And it's a, it's a huge commitment. It's okay not to get married and to just, you know, to explore your life mm. and to, to enjoy it. But you don't have to go the route of... Um, marriage you know what i've always thought this is a bit controversial but i don't think marriage changes anything like it's just a little ceremony and i think it keeps in like our culture it keeps people happy and it's like oh yeah they're married now they can like finally live together or whatever but technically it's just a bit of paper i don't think it affects how i live do you know what i mean yeah it's like a formality almost to get married I think, you know... Yeah, I know it saves on tax and stuff if you've got <laughs> someone else living in the same house. I think but... if you want to go into a relationship and, you, if, and you're thinking about uh, marrying someone, then live with them for, you know, Before a few months... Before you get married, you have to, A yeah. few months a year. And I think that's better than, you know, having... You know, going through a formal process when you're bringing all your families together. Mm. Before all of that happens, you've got to spend a few months with the, the person that you want to get into marriage with yeah um and see how you um how it goes i don't know why i've got this thing in my head where you have to live with someone for a year at least a year yeah before like you decide whether they're right or not because like in the summer they might be nice and happy and then you know when winter arrives <laughs> and it's all gloomy and stuff and then you never know they might change <laughs> right then next question what is advice for little you? If you could give yourself advice, let's say before secondary school, if you could go back and talk to yourself at primary school, what would you say? Don't worry too much. Mm. I remember, you know, always being worried that I'd never be able to progress in life and I was always at a, a disadvantage. Mm. You have to just do the best you can and don't let let the adults take care of everything don't let the adults. no let let the adults let. take care of everything you know there's as a, a child you should never feel that you you are responsible for other people's actions or so you know just um, mm. worry less just do as much as you can in in terms of you know what you want to do yeah do you think everyone though i feel like at secondary school you got hormones and stuff yeah everyone worries a little bit about self-image and like fitting in generally their interests absolutely and you know that's the the point of in life where you go through all these um hormonal imbalances and you know, all these uh strange emotions but i i think go with um your gut feeling and you know just um 
just enjoy those um those school years and and just don't um take everything too seriously yeah i think everyone thinks oh i wonder what this person will think of me or i wonder what they will think of me if i do this or do that or wear this but in reality everyone's too busy thinking about themselves isn't it absolutely so if you if i think about if i'm thinking i wonder what they're thinking about me they're doing the same thing and no one is actually caring about what i'm doing (laughs) absolutely yeah, and it, uh, unfortunately, it's all about um, you know, social media likes, Instagram and, and Facebook and how many likes you're getting. Whereas actually, you don't have to change at all. You just have to be yourself. Yeah, because uh, there's 7 billion people on the planet. At least a few other people are going to be like you. Or yes. have the same interests. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at least. Probably more. I remember when we were at college, this guy had... 2,000 friends on his Facebook profile. I remember going on his Facebook and I was thinking, I highly doubt he knows 2,000 people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just one of them things, isn't it? It's like... It's a number, do it, numbers game, isn't mm, it? You yeah. see the big numbers and you think, yeah, he must be popular when he's not really. No. He's just being added by bots in China <laughs> or any other part of the world. Not that I discriminate. <laughs> what is something that you're passionate about? Some very passionate about what I work in and that's you know pathology and clinical microbiology Mm. I've always been interested in the field of science and working in a diagnostic laboratory makes me feel you know it is detective work identifying Mm. infection causing organisms from multiple sources from from a human body I am passionate about helping others Mm. so yeah, microbiology is my um, is my area of interest. Okay. Anything else you're passionate about? Health mm-hmm. and keeping your your health and well being. Well, that that is the priority, and that should be a priority for all individuals. At the moment, it has been a struggle, particularly with the the long hours of, of work and what we're going through during this current pandemic. But we should all be passionate about you Our know health. looking after ourselves mentally and um, and physically yeah i agree about the mentally bit it's sometimes it's more important than physically isn't it absolutely yeah because, um people can be really healthy physically and they look like they're all fine and yet they do some things like they get addicted to stuff they do things like and one particularly, of our teachers i i feel quite lucky being able to go to go into work and being able to see my colleagues who are also my friends those who who don't have that um opportunity it can have an impact on your your Definitely. mental health in particular and sometimes you may feel lonely you may feel as if you, you don't have anyone else to to talk to so you know it, it, we're all in a quite a, a good position that we mm. we can talk and and that we should talk um when we are feeling down i haven't seen my colleagues for about three months since mid-march april may june yeah three months every morning we do a meeting but it's not the same as like seeing them in it and absolutely being in yeah. there being in the car park with them and them long conversations that you have it's just different yeah and, and you sort of learn how much humans need to be able to interact mm. with each other two meter you know social distancing is it's a struggle and then you just um, you realize that as humans we need that interaction physical with other contact. people yeah so yeah, I, I've become a lot more um, aware of that in particular. I've got a question here. You know when babies are born, why do they get skin contact? Is there a reason behind it? Like, does it have to be done? Do you know what I'm on about? 
I'm I'm not terribly sure. Yeah. But is it so that you know they they get to know they they get to have the first sort of the in, human what I'm contact? Saying, is there any scientific significance, or is it just like oh I'm holding my baby? <laughs> I'm not sure, but it, it must be you know. Does it help the baby grow? No, sure. maybe just to to be to have that attachment to the the mother mm. or the father. Maybe so the baby knows like what skin feels like. So it's yeah. Yeah, grabs onto your skin. <laughs> okay, what is something that you think everyone should try that you don't think people might have tried? I I think people should, if if they want to gain confidence, those who haven't tried it, join a gym. It really, I strongly believe that it's changed my confidence. It has improved my not in my energy, but the. The way I interact with people, when I meet new people, it just creates that um that sort of uh, that energy makes you a little bit more confident. And being more healthy is is always the hmm. is always best you know, for you. Some people say that exercising releases endorphins and that makes you happy. Do you think that's true? As soon as I finished a um, a gym session, I always feel energetic. Hmm. Before I, you know. I remember having issues with sleeping and just having low self confidence. But after joining a gym, even after a、mm. couple of weeks, those energy levels just started to increase. My sleeping became better. Can I just say your biceps are pretty bulgy? <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Part of the reason why, what I feel like, just an- analyzing this too far, is if you go to the gym, yeah. And let's say, like when I started the gym, I was using like five or six kilo weights on each arm, and now I'm up to like eight, nine, that sort of level on each arm comfortably. Because you see progress, you can see the progress like within a few weeks, within a few months, and you think, oh, this is something that I never thought I would do. And you see the progress, and then you think, oh, there's nothing I can't do if I put my mind to it. So in comparison, when I started going to the gym, I remember using. Two kilogram dumbbells on each arm.、Mm. That was a huge struggle. I myself was shocked. Although I'm quite, you know, lean and and、quite、physically,、skinny. physically I may look healthy. At that, you know, my first gym session, I I soon realised physically I'm a little weak,、mm. and I I you know I had I I think I've been ignoring and and not really、uh, focusing on my、um, on my health. Mm. As much as I should have, after going to the gym for at least a year, I'm at a point where I can lift ten kilograms on each arm,、sure、and that's enough, a、no. that's a huge、um, improvement. That's like four times what you used to lift, isn't it? Fourfold improvement. Yeah, absolutely. Well, a fivefold.、Um, oh yeah, five hundred percent. But um, also trying to gain a little bit of weight and and looking at my eating patterns and my diet. And so I I bought you know whey protein and mass gainers, and although I'm not sure that they actually worked, just being able to try new things. It's the placebo effect sometimes. Absolutely, and、mm. you know, but just, you know, trying new things and seeing what helps, and and just learning a little bit about yourself to improve your health and and well well being, I think is um the way forward. Yeah. I agree. I think if you haven't been to the gym, when things open up again, like people should just get a free whatever ten day trial thing. You know, yeah, go with a go with a friend. Yeah, get a friend to go with you, or go alone. 
Get some good music on headphones, innit? Let's try pumping some iron. <laughs> you know, it's true. You feel invincible after, innit? When you're Absolutely. leaving and you've got, like, the blood flowing through your muscles and that. Like, you just feel like, oh, this is this feels good. And I guess for some people that struggle with their physical appearance, going to the gym obviously helps because... But, builds... you know, a lot of gyms nowadays offer free beginner lessons and, and free classes. Mm. Um, just, you know, being getting used to the, the gym equipment... It also, you know, improves with, you know, your, your posture. Small things like that just help with your, your daily sort of routines. Yeah. And, and you become a, a, bit, a little bit more aware of your, your health. And it can make um, a huge difference. Yeah, you're so right. It reminds me of a quote that I read somewhere. It was a quote from a Spartan soldier or someone from really ancient Greece. It's like, it's a bit of a shame to never really know what your body is capable of isn't it like your mind you can you know kind of what your mind's capable of because of things like school college university you know what you can do but physically it's a bit of a shame to not train your body to see what it's truly capable of isn't it yeah what is something that you haven't tried that you want to try would you ever try meat because we're both vegetarian a lot of the again before the the pandemic started I, I used to go into town quite a bit and just try, um, you know, some food at different restaurants I hadn't been. Um, and this is normally during uh, night shifts that I'd have. I, I've tried some of the, the best sort of vegan food. And they do have a very sort of a meaty sort of uh, appearance, a meaty sort of uh, texture and taste. They're meant to substitute it, aren't they? Absolutely. Like so texture and everything. I think there are uh, nowadays there are lots of um, alternatives to meat. And so you, if, you, if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, you can always have that, you know, experience without having to physically eat um, animals. Yeah, you're right. As a scientist, I think of conservation of energy where plants are being eaten by small animals, insects. They get eaten by another animal. And all throughout this, you're, you know, the animal's building bone, the animals are respiring, all these things you don't eat. So you've got loss of energy there. Yes. And then if you eat the, whatever the animal is, it's not good for the environment, is the way that I think (laughs) about it. Whereas you might as well eat the plants. And then I tried a few plant-based burgers that was really nice. They were meant to be like meat substitutes. Vegan burgers. Mm. They're meant to be meat substitutes for people that like meat but without meat. And I tried it and it was quite nice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Quite nutritional, so. And a lot of restaurants are now, and chefs are being more, becoming a lot more aware, more skilled with cooking without meat and, and using uh, substitutes. And actually, some of the best burgers I've tried have been vegan and not, not vegetarian. Do you remember that beetroot burger? That yeah, nice. yeah. Again, one thing that I, um, that I haven't tried is probably looking into a different field of work. Oh, really? And I've invested a lot of time and effort into science but actually, some of the things that really do interest me is, is things like law and, and politics. This particular age, you know, at the age of 26, I, I don't feel as if I need to stick to one um, area for the rest of my life, knowing that, you know, we're going to be retiring at the age of, you know, the moment it's 67, 68. It's going to go higher you know, <laughs> by the time we're... And, and I, I personally don't see myself staying in that one field mm. for the rest of my life. So yeah, one thing that I haven't tried and would like to try in the future is 
probably going into a different field of work, such as, you know, law and, and politics. Mm. It's funny you should say that. If I was to change my career, I would go into biology and I want to be a vet. Yeah, yeah, working with animals. Yeah, because yeah. some people get queasy at like needles and stuff, whereas I don't, I find it fascinating. I find biology, the different nervous systems, the different cardiovascular systems. So why not work with humans? Humans are a bit too emotional, man. <laughs> and it's a bit, it is, it's a, quite bad, but... In society, I don't think animal life is treated equally as human life. Mm. People will easily test on rats, and yet euthanasia is not legalized. There's obvious differences, even though both people and animals, they're both alive. They're both very much intelligent species. But I just feel like animals, it's a little bit easier, and they're a little bit smaller. And I've got steady hands, so I don't mind. <laughs> it's just, it, like, when I'm teaching it, I think that's what got me interested in it, because I was really interested in so animals that live shorter lives, their hearts beat faster. It's, like, almost certain that if they live less, their hearts beat faster. And if they live longer than us, their hearts will beat slower. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was just thinking it's proper interesting. So would you do another degree, then? And you'd have to for veterinary science, yeah. It's a lot of, um, you know, investing a lot of uh, time and, yeah. and money into getting it into the field. But I think even, we should all all keep our, um, you know, our options um, open. Even full-time, I think it's like five years. Nottingham, I'd looked into it, Nottingham Trent offers it. They've got a certain Bonington campus that has like a special veterinary school. Hmm. Uh, maybe one day, Hannah. Okay, what is your... Uh, did I ask you, what's your greatest achievement? No, I asked you, what you... When were you the happiest you've ever been? What is your greatest achievement, apart from being friends with me? So, my greatest achievement, doing a degree and, and graduating. Degree isn't um, an easy thing to obtain, and I, and I do feel I've uh, worked very hard for it. It's opened um, a lot of doors for me and then you know going into a career that I feel I'm, I'm happy in and progressing in mm. so yeah my, I think my greatest achievement is um, completing a, a degree in, in a field that I, I enjoy I completing it I think it's a little bit normalized or people think that it's easy to get a degree and people mm. think everyone's got one so it can't be that hard you have to sacrifice a lot don't you to, absolutely you know the, the time the away from your family and and it's just focusing on them um, for three years or in my you know four years in my case pure graft it, it is um, a lot of time yeah. uh, that you invest and, and you know one thing I always you know encourage people to do is to do a placement that sort of differentiates you with that added experience in the, the workplace and I think during the four years of my degree, the most I learned and, you know, probably matured as an adult was during the, the placement year. Before that, I didn't have any experience of work. Yeah. And I, I'd always been in a this bubble of um, education and, you know, just uh, going into a library, you know, learning uh, theory. You know, knowledge is power, but being when able to... When you go into the real world... Absolutely, being able to apply that knowledge, that knowledge is, is another thing. Uh, so I you know, highly recommend doing a, a placement. You know, even if someone's got like a weekend job or something, you just get to talk to people and you learn about people, Absolutely. how yeah. to interact with people. And that's what I think a lot of people lack, the communication skills where you can talk to colleagues or managers, Scale patients. That confidence and networking, isn't it? Yeah, for your future. Not just networking, just like picking up little cues and little... 
hints i think i do it subconsciously with kids all the time like just by looking at them you can tell what kind of mood they're in do you know mm. what i mean mm. and just from little things that they do you can tell like you change your response appropriately just to make them a bit happier or whatever last question before we finish do you have any questions for me so obviously we know that you're going um, yeah. on a, a new journey yeah What's the one thing that um, you're looking forward to, to experiencing? The thing, the reason I'm doing it is because I've never been completely away from home for that long. Because when I went to uni in Loughborough, maybe every two, three weeks, like maybe a month tops, actually maybe over a month, like during exams, I was away from home for like a month and I don't think it was, it did me any good. Because mum's always like giving me stuff, even if I say no, she'll give me food and stuff. Yes. Or they would come and visit me sometimes if I said that I couldn't come to Leicester. I guess it is partly to meet new people, partly so I can travel a bit more because flights from there will be a lot easier to like Asia Africa. I think I was saying this on a previous podcast. I just like to do things just to see what happens. Like, you know, if you get a little bit scared, you know you're doing something right. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're just happy and too comfortable, and then, you know, you're kind of idling through life without any challenges, without excitement. After doing this, I did get that feeling of, oh my God, what have I done? I'm leaving everyone that I know, like all of you guys, family friends yeah but then i just felt like you know we've got video conferencing i'll be back in the holidays and it's just a new experience if i don't like it i can come back yeah i thought and if i don't do it now i might not ever get the chance to work abroad yeah i think it's a a brilliant opportunity hopefully i'm not back in like a month (laughs) (laughs) crying like "Ah, it's not for me okay did you have any more questions anything 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 so during this um, lockdown period, what have you been doing to, to keep yourself entertained? Uh, I've been trying to work out every day. So as you can see, my gym equipment, which is currently a mess, <laughs> I've been trying to do, even if it's like five minutes, because I heard somewhere, if you do something every day for about 20 days, it becomes habit, then you just have to do it every day. And I, I'm, I'm gone past that stage. So even if I don't feel like working out, just out of force of habit, I'll come into my shed. Yeah. Like if I've been in my house all day, I just think I'm missing something because I just do it every day now. So I'll come here. If it's five minutes, I'll do five minutes, but I'll just, I'll do something. What else? Podcasting. Yes. Yeah. Recording and editing podcasts is something I tried to do. Not very well <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> been watching a TV show. Finished True Detective season one, two and three. Have you seen any of the True Detective? I haven't. No. Is uh, I'd recommend that. Quite a few other little... I'm going to start Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because usually I wait until the season's over and then I'll just watch them all in my own time. Oh, cleaning my shed. Literally, after I got this job, I'm trying to get rid of every possession that I have. I don't know why. Because I know if I don't get rid of it, my family are going to get rid of it or (laughs) we'll go missing. My sister will take it and sell it or something. (laughs) On eBay. I'm just trying to check through everything that I own. Which, I'm glad you brought that up. Guess what I found? You know what, this is is actually a a good, this is a good place to, uh, because it reminded me of something that I wanted to ask you earlier. Yes. So I found that award that our form tutor gave to us. Yes. Do you know what happened to our form tutor? 
So I'm not um, fully aware of um, what happened. I know that um, a former tutor did uh, lose her, her life at a very uh, young age. After we left, so our form was the first form that she had from year 7 to year 11. So, you know, th- that was all done. And then a few years later, I went back to Sorvali and she wasn't there. So I asked certain colleagues, like, where is she? They told me first that she had passed away, but they didn't say how or why or whatever. I was being escorted around school by uh, someone that had been there a long time. Someone that is, like, you know, super genuine, super open about things. They didn't want to give me false information. So I I did ask them, like, uh, you know, do you mind me asking when she left and how she left, that sort of thing. So after we left, she became somewhat alcoholic. Sometimes she wouldn't turn up to school or if she did turn up, she would be hungover, that sort of thing. Very shortly after that, she got fired or dismissed. And then I don't know how long it took after that. From what I know, she died of alcoholism, alcohol poisoning or whatever you want to call it, excessive alcohol abuse. Yeah. And the thing is, you know when we left in year 11, she was like the happiest, most bubbly person in it. She would talk all day. She would just talk about herself and dogs. And it makes you believe life is quite fragile and you never know what's around the corner. Okay, that's probably a good place to end. Yeah, yeah. Right then, Arch, thanks for coming here tonight. Thanks for staying so late. Oh, thank you for, uh, for having me. It was a pleasure. And hopefully I'll see you again soon. Very, very soon. Any last words? Right, I'll stop it then.